welcome back to the thing about football with Rob and Bakesy. Um, no Milo tonight, Bakesy. What's happening with um, Milo? Uh, well, you got the same message I did today, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look in. He, he didn't look great. Uh, no. Yeah, he um, had the mask on and just been done for a little bit of a test. So yeah, I think, I think it was just more precaution than anything. I don't think he's actually got any. Um, any COVID-19 or anything like that. He's just doing a bit of precaution, but he hasn't been well. So, yeah, we'll go without him tonight. He must think he's in Victoria, the way he's acting. So, um, he'll be right. Uh, Straight off the bat, Connor McKenna, as of about an hour ago, um, as we record tonight, um, come back with a false positive. So, not sure what the hell is going on. it's too much to keep up with at the moment. I mean, you know, one minute he's, you know, he's got five negative tests, then he's got a low sort of irregular test, then it's positive, and then two days later he's tested again and now it's negative. So, well, I mean, what's your understanding of it? What are you hearing down south? What, what's going on? Uh, yeah, well, Saturday he had coronavirus. And now it's Tuesday, as we go, as we record, and now it's been reported on the news tonight that he doesn't have it. Um, so I don't know what's going on, mate. I mean, is that saying that the tests that they do um, aren't done correctly, or can we get over the virus in two days? Like, what's going on? Like, one minute you're hearing he's got it, uh, and the next minute you're hearing he doesn't have it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a real, it's a tough one. I mean. And we're all in the same boat because it's a new virus, you know, and it's just come about this year. So no one really knows what's going on with it. Um, we can just go by what we know at the moment. Um, yep. And that was that the test said that he was positive and now it's saying that he's negative, but he's still got to isolate. Uh, so even to me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if he's negative, why does he have to go and isolate? Is that because he had it two days ago and now he doesn't? Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't, oh. For me, there's too much grey area being that, um, you hear a lot of comments and I guess so-called experts say that, you know, you could, you know, have the test and, and then you could still be positive within, you know, 10 days or you might not get the symptoms within 10 days or up to 10 days. So the thing that I like would like to ask the most and my biggest question is if you're getting tested on Wednesday, it's negative. You're getting tested on Friday and it comes back Saturday, it's negative, but you're playing football on Sunday what does that mean? Like, does that mean that you might be positive on Tuesday? And then, you know, like, oh, it's just too hard to keep up with for me. Like, I, I just don't know what that means. Like, there's too much grey area. Um, I think if you're negative, you're negative. Fair game. Play on. Let's play footy. You know what I mean? Or get out in society. I, I don't know how much longer we can be kept in, um, you know, wrapped up in cotton wool about this. So, I don't know. But... You know what? There's been a lot of people bashing Conor McKenna, saying that he's, you know, he's he's done the wrong thing. Um, he went to a few open houses. Uh, I'm fifty-fifty on it. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know the actual happenings. I don't know what he's done. I don't know where he went. I don't even know how he got this virus. But now it's turned out he's negative. So it's just too hard to keep up with. But do you think it's fair that people have um, hung him out the dry so quick? Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of the comments on social media. Um, uh, no, I don't. I mean, I heard a thing on the radio and even on the box footy there last night. That, um, 
when all this thing came about, like this COVID and what the players can and can't do, the AFL came out and said about open homes. Um, they said if you're selling your home or buying a home, you're allowed to attend an open home or host an open home. Um, you know, if you're selling, you can host, and if you're buying, you can go to one. Um, but he was only going to look at a leased property, a rental. Um, so couldn't the same rules apply for a rental than it does when you're going to buy? I mean, the virus doesn't know whether the house is up for lease or up for sale, does it? I mean, the virus is the virus. It's not that smart that it's going to go, oh, well, you know, this is a, a rental. We'll go there, but we'll leave that property alone down the road because that's for sale. I mean, if you can go and look at an open home if you're buying, why can't you go and look at one if you're, if you're going to rent? Yeah, um, exactly. You know, well, so the AFL really need to get some clarity about what, when they, look, they need to give us some 100% clarity around what can and can't be done. Um, and the way people have hung him out to dry, um, no, nah, I mean, it's not fair. I mean, no one goes out there deliberately to get this thing, do they? No, um, no, it no wasn't I'm going to probably put my red and black glasses on and my red and black hat on here. If we hadn't gone through what we'd gone through five or six years ago um, and clubs didn't, and people didn't love to bash us, um, you know, we wouldn't be getting all these smart asses online saying all this. If it was any other club, we probably wouldn't be getting these smart ass comments to the extent that we are with Connor. Yeah. Uh, because it's Essendon and because, you know, we've had the supplements scandal and all this other crap. They just love kicking the, getting their boots in, mate. So like, half of it, I don't even well, really listen to to be honest. Yeah, I'll, um, and I'll listen to the club. I'll listen to the club when they send me an email um, telling me what's happened. Um, yeah, I'll listen to that stuff. I don't listen to all that other shit that goes on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about as far as going, well, you got to lose your job now. Because if I've got COVID right now, does that mean that or if you got it, would you have to lose your job? You know, like, uh, to me, it just doesn't make sense. People are bashing him. Yes, you and I... Bakes, we're Essendon, so it makes for interesting listening here, I guess. People will say, that yes, they're very biased. I do agree with you. Um, I am biased. Um, you are less biased than I am, Bakes. Um, that's been evident since we've known each other that I am very Essendon biased. But, um, you know, I take that away when I do my show or we do this show and... I'd like to think that if it was from another club that I would, I'd be sympathetic towards that play because I instantly think about um, his mental health and, and how he's coping, um, all this scrutiny, uh, people saying that, you know, like, you know, piss off back to Ireland and just really harsh comments like that. Um, I won't use the swear words, but um They've been very, very harsh. And I'd like to think, I hope that Essendon's getting around him at the moment. I hope he doesn't leave football. That's my main concern. I hope he doesn't leave football. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, well, we'll leave the leaving football thing for a moment. But all, if it happened to another club, I mean, I'd be, I'd have some empathy about it. Um, and I'd feel for the person and the club and the supporters. I mean, people might say, I oh, know you wouldn't, but I would actually, because I mean, like I said, no one means to go out and get this thing. No. Um, and he's not gone out there and thought, oh, you know, shit, oh, when I wake up today, I might go and get COVID and ruin the AFL, you know, put him, you know, out for a few weeks. Um, no one means to do it. Um, but yeah, people, players and that, on this mental health thing, players and that reckon they don't read the papers or, you know, follow social media or listen to, but listen to the white noise that happens, but if they don't, they'd still be getting told by their teammates, oh, shit, Connor, such and such has said this, or, you know, Caro's saying this, or, you know, Robbo's saying, like, get back to them. And you're right, mm-hmm. um, we've got to be careful nowadays because there's a lot. The AFL's, 
got so many platforms that they can be heard and seen on. Uh, yeah, we just got to really be careful. Um, there's bigger problems in the world than this right now, surely. Um, he hasn't stopped the game. I mean, we, he, stopped, he stopped one game. Yeah. You know, this, the other game still went ahead. It didn't impact any other club bar in Melbourne. Uh, so players and supporters and whatever comments from other people that don't even have anything to do with Essendon Melbourne, like just, yeah, worry about your own yeah. team. Uh, the, the thing that I started thinking about is reading people saying, well, just strip Essendon of the four points, give them to Melbourne. Um, my big thing, yeah. they let this season go ahead, so it had to be done in a professional way um, and it had to be done in a traditional way to the best of the abilities that they can do it. So um, to me, to take four points from somebody or, well, to give it to somebody, that compromises the integrity of the AFL and the season. Um, I would say the exact same thing. If this, happened to, if this happened to Hawthorne tomorrow and then they said, well, you've got to play with eight of your best players, I would say this season has an asterisk and it's compromised. There is absolutely no doubting that at all. Um, I cannot sit here and say that I would be happy to sit, to even if Essendon were playing Hawthorne and then they had to run out without yet without eight of their best players. To me, that's just bullshit. And you know, you can say whatever you want and say that I'm wrong or whatever. That's fair enough. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I'll cop the the backlash from it. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Um, but to me, it compromises the integrity of the competition as soon as you start taking points off teams. Because we all knew what this season was going to look like if something like this had have happened. So it's not, a real, it's not a traditional season in that sort of sense because it's 17 games, shorter quarters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I get a little bit worked up about this, Bakes, because you can't just start saying, well, teams can't play. What they're going to do is make Essendon and Melbourne play later on in the year probably chuck it in on a Wednesday when, you know, it's a bit more of um, a season going ahead and everything's settled down a little bit. Who knows? It might be over in Perth the way things are going at the moment. So, um, anyway, we'll, we'll drop Connor. There's, uh, obviously, watch this space. Um, that's my little rant, and that doesn't take anything away from your rant, Bakes, because um, people look forward to Bakes' rant. So, have you got one this week? Uh Yes, it, yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of people or, or things in my sights. I was going to go the, I was going to go the Giants the way they carried on Friday night against the Bulldogs, but I mean, <laughs> that's, we all love that bit of Biffo that we, that we saw. So, um, but, yeah, my rant goes out to uh, this week, Mark Rusciuto. I mean, what is he doing? He's a board member of a club, first and foremost. Um, yes, he's an ex-player. Yes, he's passionate about his team. Don't get me wrong. I love to see the passion. Um, first, he's come out the other week and got stuck into Andrew McLeod, saying that McLeod shouldn't come out and tell us how he thinks about the Adelaide Football Club when he walks in. Uh, we all heard the comments on that. Uh, then I heard something about Moschetto, about the players that they've left, that they've lost, like the Greenwoods and the... Uh, um, McGovern's in a list. Like, I mean, he, and he gave out reasons as to why um, Adelaide didn't keep him. Fair enough, okay. You, you can do that. Then after the game on Saturday night, I think it was Saturday night, the Suns and the Crows, when the Crows absolutely got smacked by him. <laughs> He's come out and started giving little jabs to Hugh Greenwood via Twitter. 
Uh, and Greenwood's bit back, as you do. I mean, he's just played a game of football. Um, you know, the you know he's charged and he's you know the adrenaline's still going. He's going to buy back at Rashudo. What's a board member of a club doing like that sort of stuff? Or like that did not sit well with me at all. I mean, he doesn't have a great track record, as I've just stated. Now he's come out and getting stuck into Greenwood via Twitter. Um, mate, he's just gave Adelaide a bath. Uh, worry about your own football club. Don't worry about what your ex-players are doing. Uh, you've got your own problems over there in Adelaide. I mean, I'd, I'd fix your own backyard first before you start worrying about what's going on at the Gold Coast Suns. Because um, they're doing just fine. Um, so fix Adelaide first and foremost because they are an absolute shambles at the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, and he's not acting in a professional manner at all at the moment. Should he, he step thinks, down? Yeah, I just don't know about step down. Just take a step back. Yeah. yeah. You know, just take a step back. And like the new coaches there, um, they're up in the hub. Um, so there's all these new stuff sort of going on with Adelaide. Uh, just let Matty Nix find his feet. Um, you know, let the crows fall on their feet. Yes, they're going to have to. Yes, they're rebuilding. Um, yes, they're going to go through a few struggling times. Uh, but just take a step back. Um, I mean, he's like Eddie. Not when I say he's like Eddie, he's got his own sort of platform over there. I'm pretty sure he's on radio over there in South Australia. Yeah. Um, they always do sort of live feeds to it, like Melbourne Triple M go there to air in Adelaide and vice versa. And I sort of hear a little bit of him on his show. Um, so he does have that extra platform. But I mean. Yeah, this whole getting on Twitter and having a crack at Greenwood, that's just, yeah, really, even though it might have been a bit of fun and ha-ha, whatever, but, I mean, not the time and place. I mean, he oh. came out and said to McLeod, you talking about my football club like this, there's a time and place. Uh, Rue, there's a time and place to be tweeting Hugh Greenwood, and that wasn't the time nor the place. Uh, no, maybe Adelaide you... had beaten him. Yeah, nah. that's right. Not when you're getting smashed by Gold Coast. Uh my third game at Matty Rowe, let's be honest. He was the one there. He did the damage. Not just him, but me, Nick, mainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, huge problems in Adelaide. Um, I don't know if it's a culture problem. I don't know if it's a leadership problem. I don't know if it's a game plan problem. Um, but it does not help when board members are all over Twitter, all over radio, um, you know, shots fired. It's not a great look. I think, like you said, he needs to take a step back just concentrate on being a radio personality and having his opinions and, and then being a board member and worrying about the best for his football club. And at the moment, the best for his football club is for him to pretty much be quiet. Zip it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so Adelaide have got huge problems at the moment. Are they bottom of the ladder? Um, uh, yeah. On current. Yeah, they are, though. Sitting at the bottom of the ladder with a percentage of 50.8, that, that's, um, that's not great for Adelaide. So, um, yeah, now what's their for and against? It wouldn't be great. What am I looking at here? Four, 135. Yeah. You know, you, know you, you divide that over three games, you're not, looking, you're not averaging many points. Yeah, well, I mean, either uh, um, Richmond, but we won't get into that just yet. Now, well, Richmond have got the runs on the board, though. Yeah, they've got premierships. They've got... Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. It, it, it's kind of funny to me. Richmond ex, expect um, success at the moment. Uh, they're not getting it. Like I mean, I guess week to week they've had a draw, they've had a loss. So they didn't just have a loss. They lost by five goals. Uh, they were never in that game. They looked um, lethargic. They looked um, disinterested. Um, I heard some comments about Jack Rewalt. He doesn't look. Um, 
like his normal self, like he's up and about, you know, like smiling, yeah, yeah. having fun. And let's be honest, Richmond are at their best when they're they're going off. They go, you know, the hands running through the guts, you know, hitting targets. Um, and, and I don't know, scary times down at Tigerland. Should we be worried, or let's just um, let's just have a look for a few weeks? Yeah, I don't know. Um, this whole COVID thing's changed a lot, hasn't it? I mean, mm. we've seen. Um, how do I put it? I mean, Richmond are an energy side. Yeah, you know they feed off of energy and excitement. With no crowd there, um, is that maybe halting how they go about things? I mean, yeah. Whereas you know, I don't know. It's just weird because yeah, they they don't look like a, a reigning a reigning Premier West Coast, another team that are struggling a lot lately. I mean, are they a team that are struggling with the current situation? They're not dealing with change. Well, I mean, they'd rather play in a packed house with. Screaming fans, as opposed to playing on the Gold Coast seven o'clock on a Saturday night with no one there, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just if, if, if teams come back from the break less prepared and think, oh well, you know, um, this well, season. You know, our good friend, um, our good friend Watto, he said that Richmond don't look fit. So no, I mean, yeah, they look like they're anything... just sort of. You're not going to blame the break. You blame yourself. You blame the fitness staff for that one. I mean, if that's actually what it is, if, you, if they're just not fit at the moment, well, then sort of you've only got yourself to blame. You can't blame the break because everyone's had the same break. Everyone's had the same training. Right. Except yeah. Training times, you know, training eights, training as one, et cetera, et cetera. So they've got themselves to blame. I mean, um, teams should be taking this season serious. I mean, because... Yes, this changes. Yes, it's 17 games. Yes, it's 16-minute quarters. But, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. that last weekend in the season, you're going to hold up a cup. It's going to say Premier's on it. You're going to get a flag. It's still a legitimate <laughs> season in my eyes. Um, That's right. You know, so, I mean, teams should be, you know, head down, ass up, getting on with the job where there is, instead of just, you know, yeah, um, look, looking disinterested like a few teams out there really do, you know. Yeah, and I was quite... Uh, interested. It was interesting to hear Adam Simpson actually come out and say that, well, maybe not to the extent that they were unhappy. I don't know if he exactly said that, but he, you know, he sort of made it feel like that. And you sort of can't blame them. I mean, you don't wish any team to have to go and sit in a hub for six weeks, but you got to think Port no. and Frio and the rest of them, they're all up there. They're all doing it together. But like you said, they usually thrive on their home crowd at least every second week. You know, it's a fortress over there. Does that get them up and about? Same as Tigers. They're used to, you know, they've got 100,000 members. You know, they're playing at the MCG 11 times of the year. Even you're running out. You think about it. You run yeah. out at the MCG as a Richmond and you're used to 100,000. You're running out to zero. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, yes, you're a professional athlete. And, you know, yes, you just get on with the job. But it would make you flat. I mean, even watching it, you'd feel flat. I mean, then Colton Richmond ran out round one. I mean, instead of just a loud roar there, you know, and the Tiger Army screaming in the theme song, that's just flat. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, they'd be feeling that too. I mean, you know, and some teams... You know what? They'd, I wonder if, um, like, as of... And this is what we want to get into next. Um, your mate, Mark McGowan, over in Western Australia. And um, shout out to our good friend, Darren McDonald, too, who was messaging me last night, g me up about... <laughs> yeah, the, um, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah. You can go and get stuffed. Yeah, um, yeah. Your my phone was blowing up there. I yeah, I know. Going, it was. He was having a field day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
that has been announced that there will be 30,000 be allowed to go to games in Western Australia as of Monday, which is pointless because there's no games there anyway. Um, Mid-July, there will be 60,000 people. That's huge. Like, that's, that's capacity. Massive. That's silly. Yeah. Adelaide, 27,000 as of Monday. Again, pointless because no one's playing there. Um, but, you know, after that, once they get out of the hubs in Queensland, they get over there. That's massive. Uh, from a football fan and watching it on TV, it's going to be great to see crowds. Oh, yeah. That's what we all love, the crowds. Huge advantage now to Western Australian teams and South Australian teams. They're going to have their fortress back. Um, Port's sitting at 3-0, and so that's only going to benefit them, you know, tenfold. Um, Western Australia, like, okay, you've had your sook. You had to go to w, uh, Queensland. You've had the hub. You're probably going to come out of it, what West Coast might come out of it. They've got lines this week. They, they could be one and three. So they're going to get back over there. So it's going to even up, isn't it? I mean, how long are they going to be in a Western Australian hub for? It could be the rest of the year for all we know, the way the tour yeah. is going with COVID. So well, it's the safest place on earth at the moment. Well, they had a case there, cases. they? So, oh, yeah, I think they're locked up in hospital. Uh, yeah. sorry, <laughs> locked up in a hotel. They said um, they're in quarantine already. See, I suggested, um, and that was the conversation that I was having with our good friend Darren McDonald at DMAC, uh, Queensland, South Australia, and Western Australian hubs. I don't see the harm in that. Uh, even send six Victorian teams up to Queensland. I mean, we've got two active cases in Queensland at the moment. So, And as of, I think, this weekend, you can have 25% of capacity at um, Suncorp and Gabba yeah, and Metricorn, yeah, yeah. So that's only good news for football as well. And I'm guessing by mid July that's going to go up again. Um, I don't see why there can't be hubs in all three states. And then, then the point that I did make was well, hang on a second. The Perth teams got to pick where they wanted to go and they picked Queensland, didn't they? Yeah, well, it was either, well, I think they only come down to two choices. I think it was Victoria or. Queensland, I believe. So they only had two choices. So. so if Victorian teams get a choice between Queensland, South Australia and Western Australia, what do you think they'd pick? Personally, I don't want to be going to Western Australia. No. Because um, the massive advantage they get over there. Yep. Like, even though Essendon, this is, I'm just coming from an Essendon point of view. Um, Essendon got a good following over there, but you know, you might get 5,000 out of 60 and the rest of, you know, West yeah. Coast supporters. I don't want to be going there. Adelaide Oval's a fortress for them sides. So don't want to be going there. Um, I'd be going to the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's... Um, you know, everyone knows what advantages Western Australia and South Australia... Not advantages, but also, like, game day advantages, I guess, with the crowds and that. Like, it's yeah. all once. Whereas here, it's 50-50. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd be going to Queensland where the teams aren't as heavily supported. Um, as the other two states, and the grounds aren't as bigger, so you're not going to get as many supporters in there. Um, yeah, I'd be choosing the Gold Coast. Yeah. Gold season. My initial reaction, Bakes, from the last three days, and um, I guess if the rest of the country wasn't going through what Victoria was, Victoria wouldn't look so bad at the moment. But the fact is, Victoria is getting double-digit cases every single day now, and the rest of the country is on zero or one you know, like, or one every four days. So I think that the Victorian teams need to get the hell out of Victoria and go and hub for the benefit of football for the rest of this year and then leave Victoria to just bloody 
you know, I know you're down there, mate, and I know it's close to home. There's even been like schools around your area in Brunswick there that have been shut down and it's getting close to home for you. But for the sake of football and the rest of the 2020 season, get the hell out of Victoria and eliminate the risk because there will be people like Connor that have to go and look at a house or they need to go and get the newspaper or, you know, and all it takes is walking past one person or touching a doorknob and they've got it and the season's bloody shut down. So, I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, well, we could always send 18 teams in, sort of like play a Hunger Games sort of thing. Like last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> like last one to get COVID's the premier. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I think if the AFL and that, on a serious note, could have their time again, um, yeah. I mean, no one could see the future. Mm. Um, no one knew Victoria was going to be in a second pandemic sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think if the AFL had had seen where things were going and what's happened, um, when they probably would have sent all to or even split the comp up over Western, like 10 in Western Australia, eight in South Australia, or yeah. vice versa, you know, or six, six and six Queensland, you know, WA in South Australia. I mean, but hindsight's wonderful. We didn't really know that Victoria was going to sort of plummet, did we? So, I mean, but yeah, I think there's only after this first block, there's only five games. There's still 12 to go. Um, mm. You know, now the AFL have got the chance. Six and six, yeah. That's right. It's a get them, get them out, and um, because no one knows, like no one knows how long this is going to last in Victoria. Mm. Uh, and you're right, like how long is it going to take until someone else gets it? I mean, does a Dugowie get it? Does a Dusty Martin get it? Big names, like, big clubs. You know, like how long until every club in Melbourne's got a case? Yeah, um, that's, right. that's my know, point. So, yeah, exactly. Like go to a place where there's no cases, where it's safe to play, so it's safe to be, where you can play in front of crowds. Um, whether it's you know WA or Queensland or, or Adelaide, um, yeah. I mean, let's I mean, be honest. We want football this year, no matter what. I want footy. You know, in in this time of uncertainty, um, even if Essendon are getting beaten every week, I'd still watch them because it's giving oh, us something to watch, mate. Exactly. We all love footy. Yeah, and if you're a football lover, you want to watch football. I mean, if you're not a football lover, you're the one on um, in the comments saying just scrap the season. And, it's not as yeah. important as real life. Uh, you know what? Each to their own and you can have your opinion. But if you love football, you want to see football go ahead. So that's why we come up with um, our own ideas. And just like, I guess, the general public who love football as well. This is what we do. We just talk footy and we love footy. So but just anyway. on that thing, uh, with the AFL, they've come out and done five. They, they had a block of five games. Yep. Um, it could go blocks of one now for all we that's know. That's right. They were, supposed to release it. they were supposed to release the next block this week. Yep. Um, because of all this uncertainty with Essendon and Connor and Victoria in such a, you know, a shocking state of affairs at the moment, I think the AFL are just holding off a little bit. Uh, yep. So, yeah, they've only got a, sort of another week and a half to decide what they're going to do. Um, and hopefully they make the decision quick. So, so teams and, and fans and everyone else has some, some idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm actually ready to, I don't care. I don't care what happens. If you want to let us know three days before the game start, I mean, obviously the clubs need more preparation than that, but I don't, who cares? Why do we need to know six weeks in advance? As long as the clubs know what they're doing and, and whatever. And that's right. The clubs probably already do know. Look, no one really, yeah. no, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, anyway, let's, let's look back at round three, Bakes. Um, First things first, the match of the round for me was, until the game was played, was Collingwood versus St Kilda. That turned out to be a bit of a fizzer. 
Um, we'll touch on all of them once I've mentioned them. Bulldogs, Giants, that was huge. Um, yeah, Tigers, the scrap was good. Yeah. Hawks bounced back after Geelong. Had a really good win against Tigers. They got smacked by Geelong. Then they smacked Tigers. Five goals. You know, in 16-minute quarters, it's a bit of a smacking. Um, Lions beat the helpless Eagles. Um, Carlton, two-point winners. How, yeah. did they, how did they get away with that? Good old Eddie. Don't go, tackle at the end, mate. You don't go down yeah. to Geelong and win often. Um, yeah, Geelong way. Not Carlton they either. Some, they made some... Geelong made some funny decisions towards the end of the game. Um, Very Brian Myers, Brian Myers playing on from an advantage call. Silly. Uh, yeah, should have went back and gave the kick to the bloke who received yep. the free kick. I mean, why did he play on? Don't know. Did he hear the umpire's call? Don't know. There was no crowd there to interrupt him. So, yeah. um, Gaza missing an absolute sitter. Uh, yeah, strange old game, that one towards the end. So, um, yeah, well done, Colton. They were very lucky to hang on. <laughs> oh, they were. Geelong had two on the bench as well. Um, I, so, I'm surprised they got so close. I actually switched that on with five minutes to go. And I actually... Yeah, I remember point. you messaged me and said Geelong and Gorney. Ah, sorry, Colton and Gorn. And I actually like um, had not seen much of the scores, and I thought to myself, Carlton aren't even here. Geelong looked like the way better team, but it turns out that Carlton had played three quarters of absolute brilliant football, but they mm, just they did they they nearly um, you know fell flat and didn't cross the line there. But lucky to the you know credit to them, they um, they got up in a hard fought win at Canadia Park, which is very tough. And got a two-point win. So, Carlton will be up and about. Now, good mate, Cooter. I know he was excited after that. So, um, yeah. Suns, they put bloody crows to the sword. Um, Dockers, good win against Rio. Sorry, mate. Keep talking, keep talking. Mate. Sorry, just going to get up here. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, Bombers and Melbourne had a bye. New so, old draw at the moment. Yeah, postponed. Um, until she's she's cold dead. Sorry, mate. She's bloody freezing down here. Bloody <laughs> Melbourne. She's <laughs> oh, cold. Uh, it's a bit chilly up in Queensland too, mate. But yeah, um, what happened to Saints against Collingwood? Or Collingwood just proved that they're the Premiership favourite. Yeah, I think the Saints played overly bad. I mean, they were good in patches. Mm. Uh, yeah, Collingwood are just a class above. Um, and my Premiership tip has changed through the week, as I mentioned to you. I tipped the Eagles before the season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I'm back in uh, after what I've seen so far of the pies. Um, yeah, they're my they're my tip. Um, I'll probably change it every week. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but at the their moment, back six the is moment. phenomenal, Bakes. Oh, Jeremy Howe's just an absolute gun. Yeah. Uh, 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 Saints were a bit sloppy around contested around the stoppages and um, it's just I harder think, bodies of Collingwood. I think yeah. more experienced. I mean, you got blokes like Taylor Adams, Pendlebury, Trelaw, Grundy. Uh, you know, they're massive, massive names. I mean, you've got a young, you know, inexperienced list at St Kilda learning. I mean, they'll be better for it. But yeah, I, Brett Ratton, I did I did hear Brett Ratton talk about Saints sort of, they tried to play that sort of flashy, skillful footy where they should have just, you know, rolled their sleeves up and, you know, got got in and got the job done more than what they sort of did. Like they tried to be too too flashy and, and look too cute. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just oh, stick to no. what you know, really, isn't it? You've got to stick to what you know instead of trying to be someone you're not. And then, yeah. Well, they'll, are, be better, they'll be better for it. They're a good... Um, Saints are going to be, on their day against other teams, they're going to be a really good sort of, you know, straight-out stoppage, hands-hands, bang, to 
hit up target goal, you know, like real quick and flash and, and look good. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'll trouble teams. Don't worry, they'll trouble some teams. But um, it's just yeah. so happen they have to play Collingwood this weekend. And, yeah, Collingwood is class above. And uh, so North Melbourne the week before flew up to and, and beat GWS and then all of a sudden they're up and about and they're saying that it wasn't a fluke win and, you know, Ray Shaw saying that he expects to win them games. You know, they're not, they shouldn't have been called an upset, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, down in Melbourne, Sydney beat them. So beat North. Sydney got a very good track record against North though in Melbourne. Um, very good for some reason. You know, some teams just sort of have the wood over you. Yeah. But um, like, if North were as good as what they were talking about during the week, they should have beaten Sydney. Yeah, no, you're right because yeah, they're what Sydney away from home and North just come off a good win. Um, yeah, you're right; they should have beat them. And um, but, um, I haven't, I haven't seen. I usually get a coffee of a morning at a local shop in North Melbourne, <laughs> um, just around the corner from work and around the corner from North Melbourne Footy Club. And uh, yeah, I usually run into Reece Short um, a lot in there, but I haven't seen him this week. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Reece, you only come out of the woodworks uh, when you're winning, or I don't know. <laughs> come in, Reece. I'll buy you a coffee next time I see you. Let's give um yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Let's give um Port a bit of a reality check here, Bakes. They've beaten um Frio. Yeah, yeah. they've beaten Gold Coast. Round one, two. That was before sort of Gold Coast got a little bit momentum. So where else, where else did they beat? Oh Adelaide. Oh Adelaide. <laughs> so Gold Coast, I'll give them a tick. What was that? That was around one, was it? Yeah, that was early on in the season. Okay. Round one, yeah. Um Gold Coast have gotten better since then, obviously. That's uh, right. So they've beaten Adelaide, bottom of the ladder. They've beaten Frio, second, second bottom. One. So let's give Port a bit of a reality check and let's just wait on Port Adelaide a little bit to see if they are up there. I think I've them. said it to you before. I've said it to you and Milo before. Um, I think they'll probably go five and zip, looking at the fixture. Yeah. Uh, but I still don't rate them, um, as silly as that sounds. Because um, like you've said, they've played really no one of any significance. I mean, Gold Coast are showing signs, but that's now. That wasn't then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're doing all the right things, aren't they? They're, they're winning in the hub. They're probably going to go home five and zip, four and one at worst. So uh, they get home. They've, and they they could, yeah, get a home ruddy stretch of games. They'll be you know, top four. Kennedy they could get safe. six games at home. Because let's, right. think, let's think about it. They've played, they're going to play the... Um, Western Australian teams in Queensland, and then they're going to go to South Australia. So they're not going to go over to Western Australia and play them again. No, that's uh, right. So they'll probably get a big stretch of games at home, and then after that, we don't know. Yeah, that's right. They could end up back in Queensland, or they could end up in Perth playing against you know a Victorian team. We don't know how it's going to work. But the thing is, and I do, I sort of wonder... Port are sitting sort of, you know, that 6-1, and 9-1, and one, or 8-2, and two, whatever it might be. Nothing is better than momentum and winning. So even if you're not, say, the best team in the competition, but when you're up and about and you've got momentum, that can get you over the line sometimes. And I've seen teams do this in the past. So at the moment, if it was Collingwood versus Port, I'd pick Collingwood. But yeah, yeah. say if it was in, wet, in South Australia in about six or eight weeks from now and, and Port's still sitting on top of the ladder, I'd probably pick Port just because of their momentum. So... Yeah, time will tell. Yeah. Um, moving on, Bakes. Let's go to round four. We'll get our tips in. Uh, this is going to be an interesting round. Uh, first yeah, game. I looked, looked at it earlier. There's some bloody tough games. Bloody oath. Thursday night at the SCG. 
this will be a good game to watch, actually. You know, like these two teams. I think it'll be close. Uh, Sydney versus Bulldogs. Even. dollar ninety each. So, yeah. Have fun with that Who one. Who is that? Thanks to our friends at Sportsbet, is it? Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bulldogs. It's, yeah, it's a tough one because, I mean, like the Bulldogs have bounced back well mm-hmm. against the Giants. Um I think, do we still rate the Giants? I mean, they had a loss to North at home. They've had a loss to the Dogs, who no one really rated. Um, I don't know. They're a funny one, the Giants. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sydney come down here and beat North Melbourne, who were who were 2-0. Uh, yeah, tough game. ninety. the odds say it's tough. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'll, I'll go... We don't, haven't even seen the teams yet, have we? No. Uh, I'll just go Bulldogs. Yeah, I think I'm going to go... Sydney, I think they dogs had a bit of a, you know, as the old sort of saying goes, you know, like they had a tough game last week, you know, like that was tough, brutal, you know, game. So um, Swans, you know, over North Melbourne, a bit more of an easier game, a bit more fresh, maybe. That's the only thing I can split on them. Um, Friday night at um, Giant Stadium, Spotless Stadium, Western Sydney, wherever you bloody want to be and call it these days. Giants versus Pies. This is a big game. Pies have got to travel. Let's yeah. remember they travel in the same day. They got to um, same as Bulldogs. They got to travel. Up oh, the that's right. Day. Yeah, they're going to be up on the same plane. I think. Well, it's a Thursday and Friday game. Is that what they're doing? Or oh, I heard. So. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because Essendon and Sydney went up there. Oh, Essendon and North on the same um, day. Yeah. I read it that could be, yeah, I read that they could be going on the same plane, but I didn't okay. realise it was two separate days. The way the season's going, Giants will beat Pies. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a few upsets, hasn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, been a few upsets. Not real, not real great for your multis. Um, start of the year, I would have said Giants straight away. It's at yeah, home. Sold off. Friday yeah, night. Sold, sold off. But now, mm. you've got to go, I'm going Collingwood purely on form. Yeah, I'll um, go. Form's not a great indicator at the moment, like you said, but I'll no. stick with Collingwood. No, I will go with Collingwood by about 10 points. So that's just a rough sort of pick. Uh, Saturday, Metricon. And again, there'll be some fans at this game. I'm about 2,000 fans. That's brilliant. I love it. And haven't they lifted the restrictions for this weekend? You can have 25%, can't you? Oh, it's this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I did say that earlier. Yeah, it is actually. So twenty five percent. What's Metricon hold? Thirty thousand? No, fifteen. Oh, do they? Sorry, fifteen. What's quarter of that? So quarter <laughs> yeah, of that. Three thousand. So, yeah, yeah. Not a bit too bad. That'd be all right. That's about what they get anyway, mate. So <laughs> uh, Port versus Eagles. So that's a cracking game. Imagine if you're a local there. You'd never see that. Next year, you'll never see this for the rest of your life, unless there's another virus. You'll never see Port versus Eagles at the uh, Metricon ever again. So. If you're lucky enough to get a ticket, good on you and get down and watch this. This will be a good game. This will prove yeah. to me where Port's at. Can Eagles put their bullshit aside? Maybe Eagles will be up and about because they've got the announcement that they're going home in two weeks. Yeah, maybe that might sort of take people. the monkey off the back, eh? Maybe, yeah. you know, Adam Simpson's up him a bit saying, look, boys, we're going home, you know, sort of two and three or, you know, three and two. We're not going home one and four, you know, so... Uh, well, what are they? What are they? They won their first game, the Eagles, early on in the season against Melbourne, and they've lost their last two. Uh, if they lose this one, they're one and three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lockie said they'll be going home, and they've got to play Richmond next week up there. <laughs> um, so yeah, they. I'm going the Eagles 
in this game purely because they have to win more than Port, I think. Yeah. Port have got a bit of a buffer. They're three zip. Um, yeah, the Eagles have to win this game, in my opinion. So that's the only reason why I tip them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if Eagles can get up and about. Uh, I think Port's, you know, on a bit of a roll. So When I, is it? I, is it in the daytime or nighttime? Yeah, quarter to two on Saturday, Arvo. Oh, that might suit the Eagles. They don't like the wet, slippery ball. So, um, they've come out and said, I think, I think they come out and said, didn't they? Simo said yeah. the dewy conditions don't suit them. Actually, um, I'm going to go Eagles on that. Yeah. Day two game. o'clock in the daytime, so yep. you know, the conditions might suit them a bit better. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that might help them. All right. Uh, next game is at Marvel Stadium, 4.35 on Saturday. This is a big game. Both both of these teams, St Kilda and Richmond, are coming off oh. crappy losses. Jeez, ones good that games. They time again. Good games this round. God, just gets you up and about thinking about these weekend games. Uh. Oh, mate. Maddie's match? Maddie's match, is it? They're still doing the Maddie's match, aren't they? Haven't heard. Yeah, I think Even without sure. the crowds. I hope so. Uh, let, let's sort of get real for a second. Saints lose this, one and three. Richmond lose this. What are they? One, one and two? Two. Yeah, one, one and two. Yeah. So they're pretty much in the same boat. They'll be half a game ahead of the Saints. Whoever loses this is down in the bottom sort of five, bottom six of the yeah. ladder. You know, four games in now. Uh, well, you don't want to lose this one. This is huge. This is actually, this is huge for both. Match of the teams. round? Is this your match of the round or not? Um, not sure. Uh, I would have thought Port Eagles was probably up your there. Match of the but... round? Yeah. I think for ramifications for the losers, match of the round this. I mean, we're, yeah. talk, we're, talk, we're talking a bit doom and gloom. I mean, ramifications for losers here and there. But I mean... We've got to remember, it's a short season. Like you said, you don't want to be going one and three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of ramifications for the losers, isn't there? Saints, Saints will think that they're they're uh, in with a really good chance here against Richmond, being how Richmond played last week. But you don't want to rest on that. You don't want to be like going into this game thinking, oh, look how Richmond played last week. Because I can guarantee you... Uh, they won't like, be down for long, the Tykes. No, I mean, look at Hawthorne, get smacked by Geelong and then come back and beat Richmond, who were flag favourites three weeks ago. So, good luck. Um, what about this one? Matt Real versus Nat Fife. Oh, tip. Hang on, tip. St Kilda. Yeah, I'm going to go Richmond. I, I I'm, don't tipping think the Sa- I'm tipping the Saints. Um, just on our uh, good mate Watto, he said if the Saints beat the Tigers, uh, he's getting off them. He's off <laughs> the He's going to throw his membership away. <laughs> you heard the me- you read the message because he said it to us both. Yeah, uh, what are you won two of the last three flags? Don't just start getting carried away now. Can't get off your own team, bloody no. hell! But yeah, Saints for me two dollars sixty odds. I think last time I looked, very yep. juicy Saints. Yep, chuck a sneaky little fifty on them. You'll be all right. Yeah, uh, so. I'll go Tigers. I don't think they'll be. I, I think they'll get up and about. I think they've got a bit of a revving because they know they lose this. They're sitting in. The sort of bottom half of the ladder. So, yeah. Like I said, next game is uh, the Matt Rao versus Nat Fife game. This is huge. Brownlow medalists against uh, um, future, probably Brownlow medalists. Hopefully this year. I've chucked a little bit of a multi on through the week and he's part of Brownlow. I got a bit caught up in the Matt Rao hype. Yeah, uh, I know. Juicy, juicy odds. I mean, 30 odd bucks. I mean, he'd probably be sitting on... Um, uh, I'm trying to think now. He, he, 
he wouldn't have polled in the first game, I wouldn't have thought. But the last mm. two weeks, he would have got best on, best on. So, yeah, Possibly, he's, yeah. that's why a lot of people... He stands out, jump. doesn't he? You know, he's got ragged oh, bright, hair. R- yeah, bright red head and his pale white skin, um, big bulging eyes, big quads, big arms. He does stand out uh, and gets a lot of the footy. Uh, he's massive, yeah, he's, he? he's a massive boy. Where's he um, from? He's Victorian. He's a Melbourne boy. He's a, yeah, he come out of... Um, which one system? of the school systems down here. Yeah. He's come out of the Halebury or one of them schools. I can't really comment because I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Um, yeah. I don't have all the facts, but he come out of the school system. Yeah. Um, but there was talk in the earlier in the season, um, a couple of people come out and said that they should consider lifting their draft age to 19. Now, if we did that, we wouldn't see players like Manny Rao running around. No. Um, and he's, he's ready for football. Um, Matty Lloyd said... Um, so maybe that means he come from Halebury. Matty Lloyd's part of that school. Anyway, uh, Matty Lloyd said he was ready last year from what he saw. Oh, yeah. Um, if this know, was the 70s or the 80s, he would have been playing for two, three years by now. Yeah, well, that's right. They were playing back in 15 and 16 years of age back then. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so he was ready for football last year, if you ask a couple of people. Um, so imagine if we do change the draft age to 19 and we deprive not only him of playing football, but us of seeing him. You know, nah, he's an absolute weapon and he's going to be a weapon um, for years to come. Um, And I've heard you say this before. He's a sort of like, you can build a side like that around. Like, you've had experience go up there in Greenwood um, and Brandon Ellis, two players on the top of my head. Um, Is it Weller from Freo? Oh, Lockie Weller went over there a couple of years ago, yeah. He looks good. but see, yes. all, this Matt Rao, they're all getting around him. You can tell that they're buzzing. They're yeah. beating off him. And because he's only 18 and he's got so much energy and, and the way he tacks a footy, you, ca- you naturally, when you're like that, you carry blokes on your shoulders and they yeah. get around you. So, you do. Yeah, the um, energy sort of energy thrives on energy, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Exciting uh, times for the Suns. And especially for myself being in Queensland, you know, I don't barrack for any of the Queensland teams, but... You know, when the Queensland teams are doing well, AFL and, is buzzing in Queensland. And the Broncos aren't going well. So, I mean, yeah, shit. <laughs> the Broncos um, aren't going well. So, football sort of, AFL sort of up and about in Brisbane at the moment in <laughs> Queensland. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, Gold, my tip, Gold Coast. Yeah, I will, on their form, I'll tip the uh, Gold Coast as well. So, hopefully, another three votes for Matty Rao and just firms in the market and sort of shores up my multi that little bit more. I've only taken two legs in it, by the way. Collingwood flag and Matty Rowell brown low, just a sneaky little 10 on it. Uh, paying <laughs> juicy odds, though. Yeah. Uh, good luck to him. Good luck to the Suns. Uh, all right, next game. Our mob, Bombers versus yeah. Carlton. Carlton. Yes. MCG, uh, 7.40. Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday I said this night. to you earlier. There's no, there's no odds up for this game. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, no, you're not allowed to bet on it. <laughs> You're only nah, well, bet on who gets the virus out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was no certainty up until probably an hour and a half ago about if this game yeah. was going to go ahead. Uh, yep. Yeah, I've mentioned this to you as well. I mean, Essendon have been up and well, not up and down, but I mean, just a lot of stopping and starting, haven't they? Uh, mm. Like we had pre-season, hit round one, played Frio. Then we had the COVID break, hit round two, we played Sydney. Now we've had another little mini break, thanks to COVID and Connor. Uh, now we're back to play Colt. I mean, it's been a lot of stopping and starting and uncertainty and unsure uh, what's going on. Um, 
it's just how much Essendon can sort of forget all that and focus. Um, Colton are coming off a great win down in Geelong. Um, yeah, and Essendon are coming off another break. Uh, it's going to break help or not? I don't know, but it's going to have to catch up to you eventually. I mean, yeah. like I said, this is their third break now. Yep. Uh, look at pre-season COVID and now this. And that's their third break. It's going to have to catch up to them eventually. Uh, the club and the boys have been through um, a lot of this before, a lot of turmoil, a lot of uncertainty, and just knuckled down, head down, ass up and got on with it. Um, yeah. And I believe that they probably will get over this again. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's... no. I mean, it still doesn't help when you're stopping and starting and having breaks here and there. Uh, it's just how, they're gonna, just how they deal with it, I guess. I mean, you haven't had a loss yet. Um, you're 2-0. Uh... And form hasn't been great, though. I mean, let's be honest. They have been 2-0, and zip, but they haven't been yeah. outstanding. It's only been Freo and sort of Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but we were, like, building... You know, you had Melbourne and Carlton and then Collingwood, and that was, like, the big game, like... This will, in that, yeah, that's yeah, this right. will show where you're really at. And that's sort of like taking a little bit of a step back now. So it's sort, sort of like a little sting out of it, hasn't it? And I think it'll be the same for Melbourne as well. Uh, you know, they're going to have to do the same thing. They had that little hit out, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how... I'm going to tip us. I'm going to tip us because I always... Yeah. Unless oh. I absolutely... Like, unless there's money on the line, I'll of tip. There'll uh, be a game. That's my tip. Yeah, there'll be a game. I won't be surprised if Carlton win, though. Let's put it that way. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not going to say, oh, well, we've had some uncertainty and we've had this player out and we've had this this and this and that. No, I'm not going to make any excuses. I mean, uh, they're professional and, yeah, they'll get on with the job. Before but if Carlton win, on, won't be surprised me. Uh... My understanding is that they haven't been able to train until possibly tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think. Yeah, they can train so tomorrow. Other clubs have been training, you know, yesterday and today. Yep. So what does that mean? Like, um, to me, that this is where the compromise part comes in. The, the, in which other season would you have to say that your whole cl- one whole team is not allowed to train for that amount of time? You know, like they haven't been to training since last Friday or Saturday. Yeah, Friday before they were due to. Yeah. When were they playing Melbourne? Yeah. We're going to play Sunday, yeah. So yeah. Friday is our last session. So Friday until Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this has never happened. A little bit of training ever. by themselves. Like, yeah, no. You go in, um, you only go back a fair few weeks ago and, and Adelaide were getting in shit because they were training in bigger numbers than what other teams yeah, were allowed to. That's and, right. I so, bet. Now, apparently, other clubs can train, but yet one club can't train. It's just whatever. Yeah, there's a bit of Let's sort just of get this bloody year over and done with. <laughs> different rules for some, different rules for others, isn't there? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Right. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. We'll just we'll hit Colton Saturday night and see how we go. Yeah, that's right. All right, next game. Uh, Lions versus the Crows at the Gabba, 1.05 p.m. Um, Lions. Yeah, I think just straight up lines. I don't think we need to talk about that one too much. Lines are looking pretty good. Um, they're coming, you know, they were good last year. And, you know, I don't like to see teams be good and then shit like Melbourne were from 2018 and 2019. So lines look like they're going to sort of back that sort of season up. Yeah, it surprised me a little bit because I didn't think mm. they would to this extent. Yeah. So, yeah, Lions, easy against Crows. Oh, yeah. um, MCG, 335, Melbourne versus Cats. Interesting game. 
Another yeah, game. cats cats want to bounce back, and Melbourne haven't really played. They're mm. Melbourne for me. Just, I think, just. Talent-wise, I'll go Cats. I think they got a better list. Uh, that's about all I can really go off. I know they had the loss to Carlton. I think if they had their time again, they would have done a lot of things different. Yeah, yeah, what? So, Melbourne didn't look that crash shot against Carlton. Oh, that was two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Cats. Cats by, tough, cats tough by two goals. Scrape it in there. Uh, last game of the round before we go. Hawks versus North Melbourne. 6.05pm. Oh, 6.05pm. Uh, <laughs> They're still going with this time slot. Marvel, yeah, goodness, mate. Milo's favourite bloody time slot. Yeah, he loves it time slot, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, not a fan myself. Uh, uh, Hawks in that game. Just. A form. But Form hasn't really been a great guide no. so far for the last two weeks. Uh, you'd go Hawks. But then North's coming off of an expected win, I guess, against Sydney. They've lost. And they might be up and about. And um, they might tear Hawks up for all we know. Hopefully North do win. So I'll see Reese back down in the coffee shop. Um, yeah. But I'm tipping the Hawks. I'm going to tip North. I, I think at Marvel Stadium, I think... Uh, yeah, I think they'll um they'll play well, maybe. I don't know. Tough games, isn't it? You don't know. Yeah, Forms just started there. Uh, that's it. But anyway, all right. Well, that's the um that's the show done for tonight. Uh, this is um round three to four, and yeah, until next week, Bakes. Stay safe in Victoria, you bastard. Don't get the bloody virus. Yeah, well, it's uh, very scary times down here in COVID, Victoria. Okay. Um, yeah, so <laughs> watch your space, mate. I, oh, I don't know. Just yeah. um, 1.5 metres and wash your hands. As simple as that, everyone. Oh, mate. Yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Anyway. Yeah, don't go around any Irish people either. You'll be right. No. That's funny. Actually, um, footy training last night, we're gonna, we got a player from Ireland. He lives in Australia now. His, his nickname's Irish, Aiden. <laughs> and uh, he rocked up and, yeah, it was a bit funny. So, um yeah, good luck. <laughs> All right, mate. Until next week, we're out. That's the thing we're about out. football. <laughs>